What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from Off Guard, and I've got some exciting news. Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi, is officially moving to our own podcast feed. We are now dropping two shows every week. Me and Pasha go way back and talk so much hoops already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on these conversations. Every week, Pasha and myself will hit on the biggest stories happening around the league. Tap into the show twice a week on our new Off Guard feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. You know, there's a lot to celebrate. Some may be celebrating the fact that the SAG-AFTRA strike has ended. People can get back to work, which is truly wonderful. I don't want to uh, downplay that. But it's also a celebration here today on Jam Session because thank you to Vogue for dropping probably my favorite profile of 2023, the cover story on Miss Lauren Sanchez. Amanda, I couldn't be more excited to dive into this with you. I am also absolutely thrilled. I didn't realize this was the cover story. Uh, I believe Are so. Are we sure it is? I thought Nicki Minaj was the cover. I just saw it on the homepage. So okay. I assumed it was the cover story, but okay. you're probably right. That's. I don't really understand the concept of a cover story, I would say. Like I sort of, because I just like don't care. But you're right. Right. The December issue is here featuring Mickey, Nicki Minaj. Right. I, you know, they, there bad. are still some newsstands. I was looking at one in, in Pasadena yesterday at my local okay. bookstore, Romans. How was it? It was great because they have one of the large newsstands with like they had International Vogue mm, and Internet, you know, cool. all of the editions and like a bunch of magazines I never heard of. So that was great. But then I didn't buy anything. So I'm the problem. I think that perhaps I was also confused because this is a really long profile and it features photographs by Annie Leibovitz shot on... Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez's property in New Mexico, which is described thusly. I mean, 
the vibe was Oppenheimer meets Amangiri. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, this is this piece was written by Chloe Mal. Molly? Yes. How do you say Chloe Mal. Chloe Mal. And it gave me a lot. I'm not sure that she and I feel the same way about Lauren Sanchez, but like, this is a really, really well done profile. Great job, Chloe Mal. I completely agree. There are a lot of details sprinkled throughout that she does the right thing. She presents them. And then you yes. can respond however you want to feel about it. So I just need to share with you that there's a turning point in the story for me. There's a lot of references of Barbie. And then like halfway through, Lauren Sanchez and her and her kids, it's cooperators, basically like she is Barbie. Mm-hmm. And that kind of turned things for me because I was like, you know, Barbie the film has flaws. Really enjoyed it. Liked the character of Barbie as played by Margot Robbie. So if that's what we're referring to here, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That makes me think about Lauren Sanchez kind of differently. And by the end of the profile, I was like, I still look forward to roasting this, this couple, but I I think I really like Lauren Sanchez. And there was, and then I was thinking about it and there was like a lot of tidbits in here that made me like her. I still have some questions and some critiques, but this is the first time in my awareness of Lauren Sanchez that I've been like, huh, I think I like this woman. I am entirely charmed by the performance of the person in this profile, you know? And I don't even mean that in like a fake way or like she's just performing and that's not that. Like, I don't care about authenticity. Like being famous is to some extent a performance. All profiles are a performance. This was like very entertaining and charming and daffy. And also I too have some notes, but like, yes, I completely agree with you. Great content. Just like A plus content. It really is. I mean, where should we begin? Should we start with the photographs? I mean, they're pretty stunning. They're like, they're classic Annie Leibovitz. She stayed in an Airstream, as did everyone who came for the piece and the sure. shoot. The the Airstream community is called Astronaut City, I believe, and it is... Part of the property that belongs to Jeff Bezos. Yes, and it's where all many of the people who work on or work for Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos's space community, whatever... <laughs> It's not in space. It's his It's his space company. Blue right, his, his space company. But it, it is where the Blue Origin employees and staffers and, and great minds reside when they are working on their space community. Astronaut. Did you say Astronaut City? It's Astronaut Village. I can't Astronaut remember Village. Oh, excuse me. I, I must have been confusing it with Asteroid City, the recent Wes Anderson <laughs> movie, which could be in many ways seen as a parody of literally everything we're about to discuss, even though it was made well before. What is your favorite or most noteworthy, or both, two tidbits, if you please, what is your favorite or most noteworthy thing that you learned about Lauren Sanchez? And then and then Jeff Bezos will be second. So we'll be okay. covering both. So I, I put this quote in the doc. Please allow me to read it. Please. And, and forgive my Lauren Bacall, but not cool voice. <laughs> For his birthday, Sanchez gave Bezos a large format photograph of the science fiction section at the tiny Cachula, Texas library. This is where Bezos spent his childhood summers reading Asimov and Heinlein, an experience that inspired his lifelong fascination with space. She's a good gift giver, he says. She puts a lot of thought into it. So I've not seen the large format photograph, and I cannot Mm -hmm. thus judge on whether it's actually like a a good photograph and good capital A A art. But that's an extraordinarily good gift. Like that is genuinely like a very thoughtful, well-executed, like lovely gift. And it speaks incredibly well of her. And obviously, like, we're both book nerds, so it, like, really speaks to, you know, our interests. 
But I, I, that made me think really highly of her that there's just a lot of creativity and thought put into it. Yeah, it's like really sweet and unique. I'd love, I'd like to know how large is large format because I'm, I'm like, if Jeff Bezos is saying large format, it's like gotta be pretty big, right? So <laughs> I just, I, I totally agree. I thought that was a really nice note. The other thing that stuck out to me, and maybe this is like just my own projection, but it talks about Thanksgiving and how she basically is on really good terms with her ex, Tony Gonzalez, who is one of her two exes Mm -hmm. and his wife, Toby, which is a nickname for October. And Toby was a secondary source in this piece. She's quoted and they seem to get along really well. And I thought that was like, really like just lovely. She seems to be a really personable person. And I feel like the Lauren Sanchez that's been presented in the press before this piece was made to seem like much more of a joke, but this like really animated her in the literal sense where I was like, Oh, this is like a really friendly and kind person. And I wasn't really aware of like who all of her close friends are, but she seems to do well in breakups because another one of her close friends is the woman who started Stodd, who is married to Ari Emanuel, who is a former partner of her other ex, Patrick Whitesell. Right. And I thought that was like, just pretty interesting too, of like the ways that she goes about, her friendships and that woman's name is Sarah Stodinger. I wasn't, I, I know that Stodd is like cool, but I'm not really like aware well, of it. But. Well, I think, <laughs> well, it is certainly buzzy and has had a lot of press coverage and I don't know, cool It, it is, is in the eye of the beholder, but it's definitely like a thing. And yes. I do think part of the reason it's a thing respectfully, is the Sarah Studdinger. I think it does feel like a place in the market for younger people, and it's priced differently than, you know, like super luxury clothes. Right. But also Meghan Sa- Markle was recently wearing it, who's also now a WME client. So Right. That, but too. Sarah Studdinger is very savvy, and she is also married to Ari Emanuel, who is obviously, like, very savvy. And I think people who are in that world, like, want to wear her clothes, which, by the way, is no different than the way all other fashion labels work. Yeah, like Stella McCartney. Yeah, and, you know, people are friends of people and people have various interests and then they want to wear the clothes. It did make me wonder in that particular case whether, like, Patrick Whitesell is the is the the sore thumb in all of this, you know, which, like, I'm sure he probably is. That's a more recent divorce, you know, things take time. But everybody is in her life and then those two children are, are not mentioned as much and... They, they have alternating weeks of custody. Yes. yes, it seems to be a more bitter part of... Yeah, exactly. But so, I, you know, I wondered also whether whether she got Sarah Stone during the divorce or whether everyone just kind of, like, is, is not ready to heal together. I was wondering about that as well. It also occurred to me that her kids with Patrick Whitesell are, like, still technically minors, whereas her son with Tony Gonzalez is 22. So I was like, maybe that factors into it as well. I would love to talk to some more about Nico. My favorite single sentence (laughs) in the entire profile is a quick sidebar on Lauren Sanchez's 22-year-old son, Nico, who seems like a lovely guy and seems to love his mom and feel very embraced in their life. He is finishing his last semester at Boulder remotely while living with his girlfriend in Manhattan's Lower East Side and working at Social Club (laughs) Zero Bond. (laughs) You know what, Nico? (laughs) You're only 22 <laughs> once, you know? I love it. Also, uh, I'm not what sure. What do you think he's studying 
in his last semester at Boulder remotely. Hospitality? Do they have one of those at the at Boulder? I guess they I'm don't gonna know. Ass- I'm going to assume they do. Okay. I mean, like, what could he possibly be doing at Zero Bond? Opening the door? Welcoming Taylor Swift? Welcoming Eric Adams? Like, marketing? What do you, like, what is he doing? I, I would love to know more. He seems delightful. He seems to also really like his mom. And like, he kind of made it sound like he, he made her sound like the cool mom from Mean Girls, except he actually likes her. Yeah. In like a, like a very funny and endearing way. But we've, we've been talking for like, what, 10 minutes? I don't even know. And we haven't talked, we haven't covered probably the most important fact to come out of this piece, which is that Lauren Sanchez directly denies that the statue that we discussed over the summer on Jeff Bezos' yacht, Koru, she denies that it is not her. It is not based on her. And if it was, the statue would have bigger boobs, right. which is what, which she, which she, which she gestures, <laughs> which I just, I have to say, this is media training. This is preparing for profiles. It's perfect. A plus answer. You know, she's like, it's not me. And she's got like a funny little joke and, and you move on. Everyone needs to study this and anticipate the questions that you don't want to answer. Come up with cute answers. Move it on. Move along. Let's talk some more about facts we learned. Okay. Another one. Jeff Bezos loves to entertain and he will make you a margarita, but he does not have salt on hand, which leads me to wonder if his media training was as good because he should have anticipated needing the salt. So Jeff, take a page from your future wife and do better. I also enjoy that... Chloe Mal, the writer, notes that he makes a margarita with care and then she just puts in like on the side, frankly, slowly, slowly. which is, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> that's really, really funny and beautiful. Hilarious. Chloe Mal also asks them how they feel about their carbon footprint while also like essentially committing themselves to environmentalism. And Lauren Sanchez kind of like lays it by saying, well, we're focused on the future and not the right now and mm-hmm. the, the future being space. But I, I liked that Chloe Mal asked her. I, I honestly, like all jokes aside, I genu- genuinely think this is like one of the best profiles I've read in a really long time. I, I learned a lot about Jeff Bezos. Like I got like a better feel for him than I think I maybe like ever have. And I've read a lot about him. And she asked them like some semi-hard questions. To the point about their their climate effects, and and asking Lauren Sanchez about, you know, what they're doing. This is a line from the piece. She says they also use green aviation fuel when possible and that Koru can sail using only wind power. We've done it and it is magical. That's, That's the premise of the show Below Deck Sailing Yacht, that you can use your sails, but you usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are like, a, those two sentences say it all, right? Like, it's incredible. Green aviation fuel when possible. We've done it and it's magical. Like, I, I know exactly where they stand on all of this stuff. It's it's so interesting. And then the other, like, third through line of the piece is that Lauren Sanchez genuinely loves being a pilot. And, mm-hmm. like, everything in her life comes back to the fact that she can fly a helicopter or a plane. Right. So And soon a spaceship. And soon a spaceship. Another piece of that I, like, really loved and was delivered, I think, totally earnestly was there's a part where they're talking about the initial launch that Jeff Bezos did blue origins, first crewed flight to space. And she describes like Jeff Bezos, family coming out to see him off. And she says, 
while I'm literally crying holding his mother. It's profound. You get to see how loved you are by so many people. And she basically, like, I never thought about it, but like going to space is like having a funeral while you're still alive. Like people come out to like wish you well and in case you don't come back or it like blows up on the way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's like, that's like not something I'd ever thought about before. And I've considered frequently how little I'd like to go to space because of many reasons, including right. the risks. And I was just like, interesting. Good. Great point. Thank you for bringing this into the piece. Are you still submarine over space? Even after that, do you think people are coming, coming to you before you get on a submarine and say like, I wish you well, Juliet, um, you know, and I hope Probably you come back. Not. Yeah. No. They probably like assume it's going to go well, except I don't know. We're in a post submersible world where people know about the dangers of water pressure. Yeah. So who knows? I'm 1000% space over submarine. You couldn't catch me on a submarine. Jade, our producer is also nodding. Even though Jade just spent the entire morning in a windowless room by choice, our studio. (laughs) So that would indicate to me that you could handle the um, claustrophobic pressures, if not the sea pressure very well. I, I need windows, even if they're just windows to space. And even though, even like metaphysically, what I'm looking at, at at space is no different than what I'm looking at underwater, you know, mm-hmm. I I will feel less closed in in space. Okay. Well, I wish you well. I'll come, Thank to, you. I'll come to your farewell, to your launch. Thanks so much. At, at Blue Origin. Yeah. What do you think about how they basically have fashioned themselves as like sometime frontiers people? Like they also go to Miami, they go to Malibu, they go to Seattle, you know, they announced they're moving to Miami. But I think the fact of like where they live is sort of like semantics because they just move around a lot because yeah. they can and Lauren Sanchez loves to fly. Like, what do you think about this self-fashioning of being like frontiers people, like I said? Well, it does mean that Jeff Bezos wore a cowboy hat in one of the photos. <laughs> so I don't feel great about that. Though I saw our colleague Tyler Parker before I was recording and he said, everyone's talking about the cowboy hat, but not enough people are talking about the bracelets, which mm. I think is a great point. I also, I know Jeff Bezos is swole now, but like, what are we doing? Do you know what I'm saying? What are, like, respectfully, what are we doing? And and do we need that even to be in space? You know, I thought we were building a space future where you don't have to train like you're a Navy SEAL to go to space. Like he's trying to make it more accessible. So I don't feel good about that. There are, I interpreted it a little bit as promo for Blue Origin, which is operating there. And um, which I learned from the morning show, you know, and from Elon Musk, I guess. You do need open skies for space. So I guess, I guess geographically there's a there's a little bit of necessity there they are also both from new mexico from that area so they're i guess it's part of their like reinvention you know together and it's like this is this is our home because it's you know they can do the we're like going back to our roots type thing so i i read it more as that i i don't think that they I'm sure someone somewhere gave some thought into some of the undertones that it could, you know, bring up for people, but I don't know if they're worrying themselves too much about them. Well, I do think a lot of it is like just fashion because he's wearing the hat and bracelets in this photograph, but then apparently he's he also wears them, period, because she says when he's making the margarita... He wears a black t-shirt, jeans, and cowboy boots, and tiger's, tiger's eye and silver chain bracelets. So like... The way he's presented in the one photo that Tyler was referencing, mm-hmm. it's the way that he presented himself for this entire encounter. So 
We don't even know if he changed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume, I assume that he's being somewhat styled. If not by Vogue, then by Lauren Sanchez. But that's okay. I would want to be styled if I were going to be in Vogue, even if I'm Jeff Bezos. To- totally. I just meant like for the margarita making, I wonder if they were also like photographing that and we didn't get to see it or didn't make it in or that's just how he dresses all the time. But I, I like genuinely like really love this photo shoot. Like sh- having Lauren Sanchez wear just like all these designer clothes while walking around the grounds of Blue Origin. I, I like really a great concept. Great job by everyone. I just think this is an, a, perf- a perfect profile. I'm really impressed. I do think that the Annie Leibovitz photographs are reaching self-parody, but that's not really her fault, you know? Also, it's kind of appropriate for these people who are yes. also reaching self-parody. It, no, like, that's it, it true. It works here. And, and the fashion, you know, it, it does work. It's funny. And, you know, Texas, West Texas does seem striking. I'll give you that, you know? <laughs> and I like it when people film on location in whatever form they're filming. So... <laughs> So good for them. Whatever their art may be, do it on location. Exactly. I have one more question. Did you understand the 10,000-year clock? No. Did did not know what that is. Okay. So I I read the whole piece. Jeff Bezos is building a clock underground that measures 10,000 years of time. Which, to be fair, I guess we don't currently have a clock in existence that has measured 10,000 years of time that I know of, you know? I don't think like our modern clocks are 10,000 years old. So maybe it is an engineering feat underground, but like, why? (laughs) I think I need to see some pictures. I still don't quite get it. It's like a pendulum. And, but like, would you even be able to notice that it's moving if it's measuring 10,000 years? It is also just like, out of a Bond movie, like it is a villain's lair, you know, which is just really funny that Jeff Bezos, like, you know, billionaire villain also like literally built himself a Bond lair. Yeah. But that that's fine. But but I don't understand his symbolism. Anyway. One other note that we just say I loved was she, <laughs> they talk about the morning routine and she writes, Bezos takes his black his coffee, or with Laird Hamilton's superfood non-dairy creamer in a self-warming ember mug. Mm -hmm. Sanchez uses a mug Bezos got her from Amazon with the words, woke up sexy as hell again, splashed across the side. Yeah, really good. Everything in that anecdote says it all. Laird Hamilton, superfood, ember, Amazon, sexy as hell again. Yeah. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, Shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right. Great stuff. Shall we move on? Let's do it, though. I mean, you know, nothing's really going to live up to that. I know. It was a highlight of my day when I read it this morning. I just like, this is, this is an instant classic for me. I agree. And I'm also just really happy for Nico. Me too. Nico's got a great life. <laughs> I, I look forward to Nico's memoir about his time at, at Zero Bond. I mean, he's definitely seeing a lot. Yeah. I mean, maybe his job is to also be facilitating a bit, a lot, you know, like he might just be a people, like a people connector. Yeah, perhaps. It's a nice way of putting it. Right. And, and doing that for zero bond. <laughs> uh, I, I hope, and I, I suspect this is not the last we'll be hearing from Nico Gonzalez. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday party. The man turned 49 and he had a big party in Beverly Hills on Saturday night. Where was this event, Amanda? I don't know. I mean, I feel like we've covered these before and they seem to be like at, at, at event spaces. Yeah, well, like an event space? I, I mean, I guess it could be at someone's house. I'm looking at the arrivals now, though, and they have sort of like a industrial car park vibe to them that leads me to believe that it's some sort of not hotel because I don't think you'd be able to secure at the you know, the entrances and exits, but maybe some sort of event space for for this endeavor. The photos that I looked at the longest were of his ex-girlfriend not being allowed in. Yeah. And I was like, is she just standing in someone's front lawn? I was kind of confused. I was also- It could um, be a house. I guess I'm looking at Kate Beckinsale wearing quite a quite an outfit on some- What brick. is she wearing? Yeah. Some, it, so it, it looks like Princess Diana's engagement ring, but as like a belt- <laughs> that is also not that Kate Beckinsale needs a girdle, but I'm just trying to describe geographically on the body where it would go. Yeah, it's like over her over her abdomen. Yes. And so that's confusing. But I, I think but she then, is dressed up as a ring or like as jewelry. I think that is intentional, right? Okay, it's but it wasn't a costume party. No. Okay, <laughs> but but I was trying to describe that while also looking at the brick pattern. Mm-hmm that she's walking on, which is giving off like a private 
driveway or patio vibe in a, a more of a personal residence space. Yeah, that's. I think that's what got me distracted myself. I know, but then I'm looking at Lil Wayne and that looks like a parking garage, you know? <laughs> so It's true. He's on the street, yeah. So I don't know. Me neither. The party went down in an event space in Bev Hills, according to TMZ. That still could be someone's house. Who knows? Or it could be combined. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, Kate Beckinsale's outfit stole the show for me, but just in general, this like pantsless trend of like- By just- the way, I just want to say no one needs a girdle. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> I'm worry. sorry that I put it that way. But don't worry like, about it. I, I don't think Kate Beckinsale is worrying too much is, is my issue. Not that any no, of us should be worrying. She's not wearing pants. This yeah. like pantsless trend of just wearing like- it's not even hot pants. It's like, what is it? Like a like the adult, like yeah, I think high they're high ho- briefs. I think, I think they're hot pants. One, they're just not into it. I guess everyone's just like letting go, but just like feeling like going free. I don't really like pants, and I don't feel confident enough to wear hot pants. Okay. Nor do I feel that I have enough time to devote to the, the yoga or Pilates required to feel confident in them. But I do like my legs to be free. You know. <laughs> But couldn't you also do that in like a flowy skirt? I guess or so. But skirt, still, as you told me, are back. Yeah, mini minis are back, and I'm I'm wearing that. No, it's it's a good point. I mean, it's a different look. Yeah, I say that because Leonardo DiCaprio's ex, who couldn't get him, was also in the hot pants trend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people attended this party, like a lot, and yeah. it was a pretty wide group of people. I'm going to rail off the names really quick from TMZ. Kim Kardashian, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Salma Hayek, Snoop Dogg, Ermelin in DeBurkin. That's his mom, right? Sounds right. Soleil Moonfry, Scott Eastwood, Casey Affleck, and Kaylee Cowan, Kate Beckinsale, Zoe Saldana, and her husband, Marco Perego, Jordan Masterson, Luca Sabat, Lil Wayne, 2 Chainz, Rita Ora, Taika Waititi, Beck, Chris Rock, Corey Gamble, Emil Hirsch, and Lucas Haas. Yeah. That's a really wide group of people. And then, of course, the end, Emil Hirsch and Lucas Haas, his, you know, his forever friends. Who makes a guest list for Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, who does he outsource that to? I would love to know about his party planners and, like, how, he get, how they get everyone's information to invite them. Don't you think there's, like, a, a guy, a bro almost in the traditional entourage sense, who's like a friend who's also managing some of the social issues. Don't, like, I think Leo, of almost anyone we know, has a no. structure closest. You don't think so? No, I'm saying like, no, like as in quoted air quotes. Sure, oh K-N-O-W. yeah, like no, quote unquote. Anyone Leo, we know. anyone yeah. that we study closely, has a, a structure in place analogous to the queen and the ladies-in-waiting, you know? So, like, a are, social secretary. Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're like, employed as, as friends and also as, as social managers, attending to a variety of behind-the-scenes needs. Yeah, you're probably right. I just would, like, love to... I'd love a Peter Morgan TikTok account of how invitations go from Leonardo DiCaprio saying, I'm having a 49th birthday, to his social secretary being like, we should have X, Y, and Z... And then that going to everyone's people and then them getting the invite and them clearing so, the date. I'm like, 100%. Just, it's all text message. I just want all of it. Yeah. And like, I'm sure people get added to and cut off the list. You know, I'm sure. Tight security, as we know, from the pictures of, right. of I think her name's Lydia. Is her name Lydia? Mm, I thought it was like Victoria or something <laughs> that is very similar to her it's current girlfriend's name, which I can't recall at the moment. So that confused me. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. I and by the way, Ermelin is his mother. Yeah. 
I think it's sort of like my guy will text your guy is like mm-hmm. a real thing that exists for almost all these people, you know? I just feel like someone has to keep the calendar. That's why I'm asking. For who? For Leo? Like for Kim Kardashian. Well, I think Kim actually has like several tiers of assistance. Mm. And she keeps in. I think uh, Kim's very professional in that way. Victoria Lamas yeah. is, the, is the girl who couldn't get in. I totally agree with you. But even so, I'm just like, how does that information get to Kim Kardashian's assistant? Text message. From who? From one of his guys. Okay. I do also I just, think that there are these... I feel like there's probably more formality, I guess is what I'm saying. I think that it's, un, it's, it's an unwritten code. There are also these shadow figures who are like the person who knows all the people and they're like the hanger on, but it's right. their job it's like to the be... the club promoter. Yeah. The Richie Akiva. Exactly. But so I think those people, what's actually their job is to make sure that all the famous people are at Leo's party. So I think... <laughs> That person might have a lot of different phone numbers and that person is serving as like my guy for both Leo and say Casey Affleck, Mm -hmm. you know? Sure. So, and then, you know, like I'm sure Leo is like texting some people just being like, hey man, like details, like you got to come through, like we'll send you, you know, details. And then someone else follows up with like, you know, the security protocols. Right. To make sure people can't get in. Yeah. I feel like Chris Rock is among his cooler guests. I feel like that's a good one. Did you see that Chris Rock and Olivia Wilde were photographed leaving in the same car? No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I know. Less excited about that piece of information. Okay. But, okay. Well, I just wanted you to know. Wow. Thank you for telling me. Let's move on to talking about Taylor Swift. On Saturday night, I think it was Saturday. Karma is a guy in the Chiefs. Okay, so... She changed the lyrics of Karma, which is the last song on her tour, to be about Travis, Kelsey? Yeah, I had to think for a second. Travis, not Jason. <laughs> Who was... A true in, Eagles fan is here. In town in uh, Argentina, who flew into Argentina to see her mm-hmm. and to see her on the first leg of her South American Eras tour. He arrived on Friday mm-hmm. and he left on Sunday. And he yes. only arrived on Friday instead of Thursday because he attended Patrick Mahomes' fundraiser in Kansas City on Thursday. Which I think is a stand-up thing to do. Definitely. Good friend. I like it. So you have written here, Amanda weighs in, Travis traveling to Argentina midseason based on my rules and expectations for professional athletes, people in relationships, just, you know, general decorum. Here's... Well, you need to know, and what I sadly know, because I live in an Eagles household and know things against my will, both the Eagles and the Chiefs had a bye this week. That's so correct. So it's basically like a national holiday. And I believe in people taking their jobs seriously and getting a good night's sleep. I also believe in people taking vacation. So he had the week off, you know, and he yes. has the means. He wants, and you aren't even going from North America to South America. It's a long flight, but you don't have to do the time change jet lag situation. It's only a a three-hour time difference for him. Yeah, which which I think is reasonable within the frame of a weekend of a week off. Also, he was just in Germany. That's like way more disruptive to his schedule and whatnot. Like that's on the NFL. I completely agree. Glad we're on the same page on that one. Yeah, I'm really, I'm disappointed that so the Chiefs and the Eagles play 
next, uh, the, the Monday before Thanksgiving. That's the next game for both teams. And since the Eagles are always on in my home, um, despite everything I've like been working towards my entire life, I was hoping at least to get Taylor at a game, but she, I don't think she's going to be there. I, I, she's still on tour. So it's like the one game where there's no Travis Taylor is the Eagles game. I'm sorry, Amanda. It's okay. So she changed the lyrics and then there's a video of him responding. Let's go, let's go in time, chronological order. Okay. So he, there's a video of him responding. He's standing next to her, her father. Her father is wearing his VIP pass. His mm-hmm. lanyard wear, to holding the VIP pass is a Chiefs branded red lanyard. Yeah. I find this to be an appalling fact. I just can't, I just can't bear it. In what sense? I feel that Scott Swift is really excited about this relationship. And I feel anti-Scott Swift based on the film Miss Americana, which you can watch on Netflix sure. starring Taylor Swift. And I thought that he, I thought that Scott Swift seemed more excited about the lyric change than Travis Kelsey. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Well, he probably knew it was coming. Also, he thing. did like turn to look at Travis to like see how he responded. So, yeah, yes, because I agree. obviously it was like staged and planned and, you know, vet, not staged, but like it was, she didn't do that on the fly. She, yeah, she didn't decide. Taylor Swift doesn't do things on the fly. That's one of the things I like about her. So, I, I mean, it might just be that he's not the most like socially cool, you know, he doesn't play it cool. <laughs> like, nor does Taylor does not I, play things Taylor, cool. Yeah. So that's okay. I would like to actually talk about the lyric change for a second. Okay. Okay, so Karma is the guy in the Chiefs. I watched the clips, and then this made me, like, you know, I was thinking about the other lyrics, and then I just started thinking about the lyrics of this song, Karma, Mm -hmm. which is, like, a very popular song that's been out for a long time that I've heard many times. So, can you explain what this song means to me? I think it's, like, I've made Karma my bitch, but instead of making it my bitch, I've made it my boyfriend. Okay, but it's, like, Okay, so it's not like, uh, here's what I was thinking. It's like, normally karma is like bad things happening to you because you are bad, mm-hmm. but she's listing good things that are happening to her because she's always like a good person. Is that right? And also, yes. And also it's sort of like a reputation era style song where she's sort of like, screw you. Like you think things are going to come back to bite me, but actually they're not like, Oh, like, okay. I control or not. I control, but like, I'm good. My karma is my boyfriend coming home straight to me. Karma is the wind in my hair. I guess with my blowout. I'm not sure if you know this, but I don't retain lyrics. Like when I hear music, the lyrics don't penetrate my mind. Obviously they don't totally for me because I've heard this a million times. And then I was like, okay, so what is she saying that karma is? It's, it's, it's just, fine. It's catchy. Yeah, sure. It's a good song. It's yeah. catchy. Yeah. I can't say that I liked this, but I, I'm curious about, you just said Taylor doesn't do anything that's not planned. Yeah. Premeditated. Yeah. The running up to him and kissing him afterwards that was caught on camera. Caught. I didn't think that, quote unquote. Right. I didn't think that was, I didn't, I didn't think that seemed so planned. Because it didn't really like look good. It looked like a real kiss, which is not necessarily like great cameras. But I think that she would be aware that yeah, she was waving, so she knew people could see her. Yeah, it's like visible. 
So I don't know whether they like talked about it ahead of time. I, maybe it wasn't planned, but she it wasn't she wasn't unaware. You know, she right. doesn't do things. Maybe even not without thinking, but like without understanding. Right. Because I actually did think in that moment she looked like she was kind of like carried away by the moment. They honestly, you know, whatever they're doing, they're doing it, you know, and we're definitely watching it in real time. But that doesn't mean that it can't also they can't also be swept up in it. I have a really, a really uh, unpopular opinion, I think. I do not think he seemed happy when she changed the lyric. I watched this video several times from different angles. Okay. And I don't think he seemed like, wow, this is the, this is cool. I think he seemed freaked out. Do you think he, like me, didn't really understand what the song was about and was just doing the math in his head? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he maybe was like surprised or confused, didn't realize she was talking about him, but I just thought that it seemed like he was just not like, wow, I've yeah. got the attention of the world's biggest star at the moment. I thought it seemed more like, what? I will also uh, say all of the like reaction videos that we've seen of like people in the crowd in concerts, like who is the canceled guy that she dated for like a month? Dated Maddie Healy. Unquote. Right. He looked pretty weird, you know, whatever mm-hmm. stuff. And like, I think when Olivia Wilde was dating Harry Styles and she was in the crowd, like, no one's in the crowd looking comfortable. Do you know what I I'm saying? I don't agree with Olivia Wilde. I think she seemed really like she was having a great time. She did, danced a lot. She was like with his mom. I think she seemed very comfortable. Okay. Everybody else just kind of looks a little <laughs> awkward. The, the reality is, it's like when you're at a concert, you don't look very cool. So that's okay. You're not there to look cool. You're there to experience magic with other people, I suppose. But that is my, that's my take on it. I just found the whole thing really awkward. Also, like, even if he wanted to break up with her, he just, like, can't now. Yeah. I mean, you're right. (laughs) I wanted to tell you that I felt that Drew Barrymore staff must have a big picture listener because she did a breakdown of if Taylor Swift could make it to the Super Bowl. That was very similar to how you and Sean calculated it immediately on your Eras Tour episode. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there. Okay. Well, I hope that person is being paid fairly if they are, in fact, a listener. That's what I have to say. <laughs> well, the strike's over, so who knows? I hope so. Yeah, I, I wonder when they'll be together again. It might be a while. Yeah. Or maybe maybe this will be it. Maybe, maybe that was the finale. You don't think... She's done... She has December and January off, so... Right. Okay. We'll see. Well, I suppose she'll be spending time in Kansas City if yeah. all goes to plan or something. I was curious about um, like where she stays when she's on other continents. And she they had dinner at the Four Seasons on Friday night, so I assume she was staying there. But I am like curious about like her hotel protocol since that's not her preferred way of staying over after a show. Well, so. we'll we'll find out. I'm excited. Me too. We'll be back next week. And thank you to our producer, Jade Whaley. And karma is a guy on the Chiefs. Just keep that in mind. And let us know what that song's about. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.